Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, say Engaged in the political process. Honest. You, my friend, are part of the problem and not the solution. Compassion. The church needs to rise. Rise. The Monica Matthews Show. Show. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty breaking news. President Biden straw man announces sanctions against Myanmar's military leaders following February 1 coup. The irony <laughs> gets deeper and deeper every day. Oh, my goodness. And I've seen my constituents and and uh, colleagues, you know, who are just totally, I don't know if they're just spiritually asleep at the wheel or they just haven't been watching or they're just bots for their respective stations, not to be confused with respectful, um, who have no idea what's going on uh, in Myanmar. I mean, it is... It is indicative of something that could happen anywhere. How about that? Could happen here. I realize that people we've all come to trust have told us that it's just time to pack up and move on. And with that in mind, uh, I spoke with a group of very on-fire, spirit-filled Republicans last evening who were really they're patriots and they're they're curious do we start a new party do do we do we continue on the path we're on do we just clean the swamp of the GOP and they're here in full in Forsyth County Georgia very large um crowd and very on fire attentive i mean i thought it was just going to be a group of women which would be totally fine with me but men were there i'm always always proud when i see men in the audience men who will actually bother to show up Um, you guys, you know, I commend you for that because you have been demoralized through an entire Obama administration, uh, a spirit of Jezebel in the earth. You're still contending with it. So thank you for continuing to, um, show up to honor the, um, the God breathed order of who you are in creation. Some of you don't even know why you, why you show up, but I, I submit to you that it's because you've been wired to, lead and to cover and to honor the order of creation. And for that, I commend you and I thank you for that. So last evening was quite the surprise. I had no idea there would be that many people in attendance. And and I think I've just begun, you know, I've just kicked off a, a speaking tour, if you will, across the nation. Happy to attend any of your meetings anywhere. If your GOP members who are not never Trumpers, I, I got to tell you, I told the crowd last night, I'm no longer casting my pearls before the swine. 
to be trampled. And I am in no way, shape, or form contending that women or men who are part of the establishment GOP are swine. But, you know, if the hoof fits, wear it. If the hoof fits, wear it. I make no apologies for what I say because I mean it, because I've watched the literal rape, molestation, theft, heist, whatever you want to call it, of my state by establishment hacks who are compromised in the state of Georgia. That's kind of swinish activity. That's kind of swinish behavior. So why would I show up? This is such a great lesson for me this week. Hopefully this will minister to some of you. Why do we keep in our personal lives, our businesses, uh, for sure our spiritual lives, politics, we just keep throwing our pearls before the swine thinking that we're going to end up with a different result because we want to believe that we're dealing with a different breed of animal and we're not. We're dealing with sloppy, their own feces eating, wallowing around in it, gluttonous, proud. You know, some people think pigs are smart. I have no idea. I look forward to having pigs on my farm one day, but don't have any yet. I love pigs, actually. But as it relates to scripture and our pearls being trampled asunder, what is your pearl? Your pearl is truth. Your pearl is your constitution, your personal constitution, your spiritual undergirding, your spiritual constitution as an individual as well as a member of a sovereign nation. Those are your pearls, your hopes, your dreams, your joy, decency, honor, order. All of those are pearls, opportunity, equality, things that our constitution stands for, things for sure the word of God stands for. Those are your pearls, wisdom, knowledge, right? Fearlessness, courage, All of that, the ability to speak truth and be willing to offend. As for me and mine, I'm not, I'd never, I shouldn't say I've never had a problem with that. That's not true. If you saw me when I was a kid and you see me now, you'd be like, oh my God, there really is a Lord or (laughs) you just found your mojo at some point. But I, I attribute any gift or, or uh, fearlessness and courageousness I have to speak truth to my father because I was not raised with that spirit. That was that was nearly disciplined out of me in a in a in a harsh way by others around me. So it is not my first nature to be courageous, but it is my God given nature to be courageous, and you can be too. And so I've had to assess what are my pearls and to whom am I casting, right? And when I was cut out of I mean, my money was even cut off from being able to sponsor something with a gentleman for a gentleman, a speaker who you know, I've had a standing barbecue lunch with. You know, I, um, I've historically held a lot of respect for our director of the GBI here in Georgia and wanted to support his efforts and was cut out of the conversation because I align with truth and truth speakers. And the GOP of Georgia, I'm sure yours are as well across the nation, which is why I'd be happy to come and speak to patriots who are actually willing, who need encouragement. I am happy to do that. You know, Scott Pressler, God bless him, he spent thousands of hours, his own money, tons of crew, I mean, tons literally of garbage pickup around the nation. I, I I offer myself to you 
today on this broadcast that if you need encouragement and you need someone to come and physically be there to listen and to encourage and to exercise my gifts of political ministerial encouragement, I am happy to do that for you. If if you are hopeful, if you are willing to do the work, if you are willing to get honest about the fact that this election was stolen, if you're not an election, if you're not an evidence denier, I'm happy to come visit you. Happy to do that. And clean up some stinking thinking and some trash, some trashy thinking. Encourage you guys. It was so beautiful to actually touch people, hug people last night. People were crying. I wasn't there to sell merchandise. They were so gracious with, you know, gifts, um, contributions to my work. I mean, things that, you know, I appreciate that. I really do. I didn't go there for that. I went to pour into others and they poured into me and it was beautiful. And it gives people hope because someone physically shows up to tell you, listen to me, our God has not forsaken us. And there's still providence, process, and procedure. So, but if you're part of a GOP hack, a GOP hack system or you guys are busy raising money for the RNC, do not bother to contact me. I'm not interested. I will not cast my pearls before you. If you are still evidence deniers accusing me of being an election, um, an election denier, I'm not, you have no access to my pearls other than this show. And maybe it will sway you. I don't know. But I love the Republicans of Forsyth County. You all should take a lesson from their chairwoman. I mean, from from the top to the bottom, that place is on fire, ready for their precinct chairs were there. They were all commended. They were, you know, honored last evening for their hard work. They're gearing up. And I got to tell you, like I told them, you do need to be preparing to charge the political field with vetted candidates for sure. You need to go ahead and get your electors, start cleaning your slates, start creating slates. You, you need to get your bylaws in your hands. You need to clean your states from the top to the bottom in your GOP uh, precincts, as well as your county chairs, however that works in your respective county and state. You need to make sure that you are not contending with um, evidence deniers. And if you are, you need to find a way to clean house according to your bylaws. Because people in the GOP and the establishment do not play fair. They stack the deck against you because they refuse to relinquish their power structure. Even though they see what's at stake with the nation right now and that we have, in fact, incurred what I would refer to and have as a soft coup, And I say that because it hasn't been, it appears as though the evidence appears, right? False evidence appearing real, fear. It appears as though we've lost the battle, but that is not true. We've nowhere near lost the war in this country. So I want to encourage you to get your stuff together, get your people together, find ways, get creative. The left is creative. They know how to work around bylaws, although they move the goalposts down the field. So, you know, get lawfully creative as it pertains to your county um, GOPs, your chairman, your slates, things coming up in your uh, mass precinct meetings, county and district. It's really important for you to be there at mass precinct. So it's time to get creative. It is time to band together. You need to figure out who's friend or foe and quit feeling bad about assigning that value to someone. 
because your liberty is at stake, and so is this nation. Now, the other prong to that is the fact that we do have widespread issues across this country. We were positively, identifiably hacked. Don't believe me? Watch Mike Lindell's documentary. We were hacked internationally. We have transactions that have absolutely followed that fact, that pattern. We have uh, nations apologizing for their interference in our elections. What, do you think that's a joke? I mean, do you, right, most of you haven't even heard that because you're not going to hear it in the news and your GOP is keeping the information from you. So, yes, there are, we actually watched fraud occur, theft occur on, on camera here in Fulton County. No one has taken responsibility. Do I think for two seconds, for one second, that the God of justice and order is going to allow for this, his beacon of light in the earth, his believers, his children who have cried out to him, who have repented, who have fasted, who have turned from their wicked ways, who have called upon him as father, do you think for one second, I believe that my father is going to allow this to stand? No, I do not. Now, what that looks like, what the process is, his timing, no idea. But I believe that he is on the move as much as I believe he's coming back. His son is coming back for his bride. That's how sure I am that things are moving in the spirit. And ultimately, they are moving in ways that we cannot see. And I want to encourage you to quit complaining and murmuring and grumbling and just bitching, excuse my language, about where's the evidence? You've had more than ample evidence put out online, and I promise you, so many of you refuse to believe it. You know, I feel like that scene in A Few Good Men when Jack Nicholas is like, you can't handle the truth. You guys get on to me for cryptically speaking about leadership in the state of Georgia who have been accused actually accused of being molesters, right? And they're still in positions of leadership. One's molesting, the other one's covering it up for leverage in politics. And the best you guys can do is accuse me for not giving you the name. Now I want to ask you something. What are you going to do with it? You don't think other people in leadership know and in law enforcement know of whom I'm speaking? Of course they do. Why hasn't anything been done about it? Great question. What are you going to do with the names? I'll tell you, nothing. You're going to add it into your quiver of information that you sit frustrated with because you feel like you have no outlet to actually pursue justice because you look around you and realize that we are literally living in very lawless times. And that is what freaks you out. And I get it because it should freak you out to an extent that there's a a by. For all intents and purposes, law and order seems to have been suspended. And maybe, maybe it is so that we are actually jarred out of our American comfort zones long enough to realize, out of our American pride. And I say that as a God-fearing, red-blooded American patriot. I think we need to switch our mantra to our, our, you know, our statement, our national statement to national gratitude. 
especially once God saves our butts. And he's already written it in, in history. It's already in his book. So it's happening. I just don't know when and I don't know how. What I'm called to do is maintain my peace through my salvation, which is righteousness, peace, and joy, and to encourage you to do the same. You know why? Because you have little generations coming after you. You're raising them right now or your grandparents to future generations. The children are watching us. So what are they watching? Are they watching you emboldened with faith? Or are they watching you accuse a, an administration that's a straw administration? Are they watching you despair and hopelessness? I mean, God will redeem it all. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, you know, you, you can't dress your kids up in those god-awful, stupid southern girl bows that are bigger than their little heads and their dresses and everybody looks like a cute Easter egg. Um, and call, go color pictures of, you know, the pretty Jesus, the Abercrombie and Fitch Jesus on Sundays. Everybody looks good and smell. Those days are over, y'all. Those days need to be over. You need to be rolling up your sleeves right now, getting busy in your word to, 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 to feed yourself and your children so that you can have relationship and fellowship and intimacy with your father. Not Donald Trump, not me, not Lynn, not Sydney, not Mike Lindell, not General Flynn, you know, not Patrick Byrne, not the military, you know, your father. What, you know, what are you going to do? What would you do if there was a nuclear war? Like, you look around, there's, we literally live in a zombie apocalypse. How would you survive that without the truth of God? That you can stop and pray and you can move mountains around you. You can ask for provision and for wisdom, and the Holy Spirit would guide you through any wilderness. What if you don't have that down in your spirit, in your bones, in your marrow? How are you going to survive? I'm asking you that legitimately because I'm watching the country fall apart and be fra- and fractured, and particularly in the body. And you guys are my first concern because hopefully we're all going to be, uh, you know, the whole concept of rapture is interesting. There are things I'm still working through after 22 years um, as a Christian, a born-again Christian, and 10 years in ministry, to be quite honest. I, I haven't really stopped to think about, you know, what does it mean, actually, through literal translation? What does it mean for one to be caught up? What, what does that mean for one to be left in the field and one to be caught up? Well, different mindsets within the body have different explanations of that. It's in nowhere the nowhere in scripture is the word rapture. I know we say caught up is to be raptured. I need to I need to study my Greek, but you know, it's funny because Mr. Wood and I were having a conversation about things that he is absolutely concrete about, right? As it pertains to his faith. And I love it because having just come to the Lord two years ago, as he's confessed on multiple uh, channels and multiple media outlets lately, um, beginning with mine. Thank you. Very proud of that. Um, but with that, you know, he's like on fire with just like this awesome, very, uh, when I say childlike, that's certainly not meant to be diminishing because it's not childish and it's not naive. It is literally a childlike faith, which the Bible tells us without, we will not see the kingdom of heaven. So I love seeing the kingdom of heaven through Lynn's eyes because they're new eyes. They're fresh, right? 
it, I mean, I've got like spiritual cataracts some days. I'm not going to lie. And usually that's because of my own rebellion. And my heart has grown weary over my own rebellion over time. Then I then assign to faithless faith a lack of faithfulness on behalf of my father when it's really my rebellion, right? So over time, your your spiritual eyesight, you know, it, it can you become more susceptible to I think the cataracts and the barnacles that the enemy places over you. And the word says that over time, you know, their hearts, their their minds, actually, their consciences became um, seared because of the sin they kept participating in. And so by, yes, I live in Atlanta. You probably hear the the um, the the police officers zooming by because I live in a jungle. Oh, I digress. So with that, my eyesight is a little different. So we were having a conversation recently about, you know, certain doctrines and in what we respectively believe. And I love having those conversations um, because it helps me grow. It challenges me. It also, it keeps me humble, right? I mean, the Bible says, come and let's reason together, right? There's nothing spooky or ungodly about um, iron sharpening iron, Nothing at all. Some people interpret that as, well, don't question the Bible. If it says it, that's just what it means. (laughs) And that's, you know, that's the religious spirit that kills the holy ones. (laughs) When I say religious spirit, let let me confirm what I mean by that. A religious spirit is one that abides by the law. And Jesus made it very clear. You try to live by the law, good luck with that, because the letter of the law kills. The spirit of the law, however, is where mercy and truth have kissed. I love that. God's so romantic. I just love romance. And I love the fact that he's such a poet. And the way he speaks to us through his word is so beautiful. It's it's just intoxicating if you allow it to be. I love it. It's also disciplinary. It's instructional. Right? I love it. It's just beautiful. And I, and I hope my love for it is contagious for you and piques your curiosity to, if you haven't opened your Bible in a while and you feel like I'm I'm being condescending to you or I'm chiding you or it's because don't allow my words to condemn you. Please don't allow the enemy to do that. My words are meant to encourage you, to exhort you, to admonish. Admonishment's a little bit different than exhortation, but to admonish you, to not allow, you know, you keep asking, what can I do? What can I do? What can we do? What can we do? Some of you are just chomping at the bit to take up arms. I'm like, exactly who are you going to walk out into the street and shoot? What are you talking about? What are you going to storm Washington? Have you seen East Berlin lately? You know, I get the frustration, patriots. I really do. And I'm not saying, I'm not asking you to concede. I'm asking you to exercise your patience and your faith. That's the best I can do. I will not encourage you to get sucked into patriot-themed vacuums. I'm just not going to do that. Now, Ecclesiastes is very clear about a time for everything under heaven. And my spirit tells me this is not the time for you all to be out in the streets succumbing to the allure and the the seduction that the world is in, in everything you see, false evidence appearing real, everything you see luring you out into the streets to take up arms. No, I'm not going to encourage you to do that. Maybe other people will, 
But I'm encouraging you to get into your word because, because as siblings, you know, I kind of want to hang out with you at the marriage supper of the lamb. And if, if, if you perish in this life without really enjoying the feast that God has prepared for us now, that's, that would grieve me. When I see you all afraid, I met several single older women last evening who are really afraid. They live by themselves. They're afraid. They don't, they don't know what's coming, you know? And I'm like, I get it. I'm, I live alone too. I, you know, I'm a widowed woman. My daughter just got married. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, you know, I usually have a house full of people cause I love to, I love opening my home and sharing things with people, but by and large, who pits the fan? <laughs> Your girl does have, does have a contingency. Don't get me wrong. I'm a woman of contingencies, but it hasn't hit the fan. So I can't, I can't live in a double, a double-minded state, and that's what I'm calling you to rise above with me, because I need your help staying there too. Trust me. So last evening was very powerful. I want to encourage you to rally around each other. Some of you asked, "What can we do?" I'm I'm going to put up, you asked for Lynn's 21 steps that he put up uh, last week, I believe. I'm going to have to scour through the Telegram channel. I'm going to find those 21 things, and uh, I'm going to post them to my website. So you can find them on my website at monicamatthews.com. I encourage you to print them out. Keep them nearby. They are, uh, you know, it's like functional medicine, if you will. It's extremely applicable to where we are now and how you can apply um, certain measures that are extremely extraordinarily lawful. There's nothing wackadoo about it. There's nothing extreme. Although, you know, you got to love the people who get to make up new definitions about who's extreme and what's extreme. I, I put up a tweet yesterday and I asked, Hey, were you guys raised like I was to believe that three letter agencies were actually on our side? And, you know, do you just feel kind of like the wool's been pulled off of your eyes? So you, the, like not over, but off so you can really see what's been going on. You know, like over 9,000 people, I think, responded to that who feel the same way. We're all like, man, we, you know, I was raised in, by a World War II veteran. I, w- I was raised to, you know, trust my military, trust three, le- trust, well, trust three letter agencies, not necessarily trust or depend on the government, <laughs> but, you know, trust that there are more people working in agencies in America who are for America than against. And when you guys ask me what's been the worst part of this whole, you know, election cycle for me, it's been realizing that that's not true. And that makes all of us feel very vulnerable. And some of you are laughing because you've always known, and that's fine. You can laugh, but I didn't know. And 9,000 other people said they didn't either. Out of my 50, whatever, thousand followers on Twitter, they didn't know either. They, They were naive too. So I'm not alone. You know, I, I would, I would, I want to ask you, I want to ask you for some mercy and grace for people. I put up a prophecy from Hank Kuhneman, I believe is his name, um, on my Telegram channel. And it's kind of a follow-up to the prophecy that he had. I mean, he's had a number of them in recent days, but this one, he's still saying the same thing. You know, um, he's not saying hold the line. He's saying 
you know, be faithful over the word that the Lord has given. And at the end of it, he used the word process, which I love because my hashtag campaign beginning last, uh, beginning of November was hashtag Providence process and procedure. I had no idea what that even meant. Providence, I know, means God's providence, right? That's providentially already determined what's going to happen. No matter what false evidence appearing real we see or we're being um, you know, demanded, that we're being beaten into submission to believe that the false evidence appearing, appearing real is actually real, right? Um, regardless of that, the Lord spoke to me very clearly, providence. He's providential. Okay, process. We do have processes in place in this country that we're supposed to avoid a complete takeover, that we're supposed to avoid a coup. In and of the understanding that more people are not in on the coup who aren't supposed to be on both sides of the aisle, but that's not our reality. You see now, you know, where more people than not, particularly through the sham of another impeachment, which is just a rue, you, you got to know that. I mean, you, you just, you again, false evidence appearing real, okay? So don't get all ruffled about that stuff. I know, it's easy for me to say, because I don't watch it. I don't care what Trump's attorney said, what they didn't say, what color his suit was, whether or not he had symbology going on in the background or somebody scratched their butt and this meant something or someone winked into the camera or they looked wicked. I'm not paying attention to memes. I'm not mocking anything. I'm not making fun of stuff. I don't, I'm not criticizing the, quote, Biden administration, the straw. I'm not doing any of that. I, I am, however, having a lot of fun with senators and, and, and congressmen and women who want you to believe that, that they're on your side, even though they did not um, stand when they could have on January the 6th because they're bought and paid for, because they are communists with R next to their names. And some of you still believe them, Marsha Blackburn. Anyone who is bought out by Big Pharma or anyone else, special interest, lobbies, however you're compromised, I don't really give a damn anymore. You're compromised. You got to go. Got to go. And I've always really thought she was kind of a cute lady and a powerhouse. And, you know, she's a female and I, I love strong females and, you know, empoised women and all that. Boy, do your homework on that one. Yeah. So... A lot of our idols are falling, right? But I do spend time with that because I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't get a free pass on this one, Marsha. Nope, you do not. Where were you when we needed you? When President Trump needed you, where were you? You were not on the field. You know why? Because it was your time to be exposed. And I can have mercy for that. I can. I, I can have grace as soon as you're out of office. See ya. Get off the field. We don't need you. As soon as you're convicted for treason. See ya for being compromised, all about it, right? And I can have mercy and grace while all of that's happening <laughs> and still go through the process of eliminating positions in Congress and our Senate that simply just are compromised and are not of God and they're not of order and they need to be dealt with according to our laws of this land. Somehow, some way, however God's going to do that, I don't know. But I will say this, I encourage you to pray for your Supreme Court, 
February 19th is going to be a big deal. You do not, a matter of fact, I encourage you not to go to DC. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it does look like East Berlin. It's a little scary. And you are being hunted right now as a conservative. So do yourself a favor band together in your home groups or your churches or you pastors who listen to me. This is a great time to have like a spaghetti dinner. If y'all still believe in masks for whatever reason, then put on your little face masks, double up, triple up, whatever you got to do. But y'all get together either in person or on Zoom calls or in the privacy of your own prayer closets, whatever. And on February the 19th, Everyone in this country who proclaims to be a child of God needs to be speaking to the mountain of the Supreme Court of the United States of America, and you need to cast that thing into the sea that has got a veil over it, that has compromised it, that is um, bullying it in the spirit realm through people, organizations, entities, blackmail, whatever it is. You need to speak to those mountains and cast it into the sea. I'm not saying you're going to see anything come out of conference on that day, but I'm going to, I'm here to tell you something. That is a mountain. And Jesus said, if you speak to this mountain with a faith of a grain of a mustard seed, do you know how small that is? If you will speak to that mountain and cast that thing into the sea, it will fall. And the mountain of the Supreme Court of the United States of America that needs to be moved in the way of compromised individuals, you need to be praying for justice to be preserved and for process to take place in that Supreme Court on February 19th. I cannot stress that enough. There's no distance in the spirit. You do not have to be in D.C. to do that, and I encourage you not to go to D.C. to do that. Be wise as serpents and as gentle as what? doves so don't get on a plane you know don't get in all all your little fake secret groups you think you have on facebook get off of facebook for god's sakes i don't know how many times i can say that before you guys finally get it that you are being hunted you're being watched you're studied you are the product you are the prey that's not a joke it's not hyperbole it's not something worth, you know, oh, I got booted. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a ribbon, a medal of honor. Oh, I was booted off again because I'm a conservative and look at me. They booted me again. Ha ha. Well, ha ha. Joke's on you. Not only are they booting you, they have all of your information about your life, your grandchildren, your children, what you like, what you watch at night. It's kind of funny. I said, you know, even what you guys slink into your computers at night and watch when you think nobody else is watching, they know all that too. And you can see like a couple of faces, a couple of, folks were like slinking down into the chair and I was like, there's no shame here. That's between you and God, not me, but I'm just telling you that's between you, God, Facebook and the Chinese. There you go. I mean, however you've compromised yourself and your, what you think is private in all of your little private groups, your Patriot groups, they know all about you. And, and, and I'm telling you, it's been weaponized information. Not that you're doing anything wrong. I mean, for God's sakes, anything I'm a part of that I'm aware of, people like to put me into groups I haven't even agreed to. Um, but everything I think I'm a part of is, you know, legal and nobody's trying to bum rush something. And yeah, people are pissed and they, you know, they get on there and moan and gripe and whatever. So-and-so needs to be cast into the lake of fire of politics. You know, I, fine. It's free speech still, kind of. But here's what you have to understand. That is not a friendly platform. Get off. But there's a way for you to create databases right now. Switch to Proton Mail, by the way. 
get off of Gmail, get off of AOL, get off of Hotmail, bellsouth.net, AT&T, all, whatever, get on encrypted email systems. That's one thing you can do today because your communication is being weaponized against you. It's not because you're doing anything wrong. It's because you, as a conservative, as a God-fearing conservative who understands that, that it's not cool, according to God, to be an evidence denier of election fraud, you are being targeted. So it's best for your communications to be kept private in as much as it's within your power to do so. Privacy still matters. It should matter in this country. But you have the alphabet soup agencies that do not give two dams about your privacy, so you're going to have to. Quit waiting for Congress to do it. They've already done it to an extent. We do have laws about your privacy. My God, we kill our children in the name of privacy. Do you know that? Do you know that our abortion laws, you know, the Supreme Court agreed with that murdering our children because of a woman's privacy? Right, right to privacy? I won't go into that. That doesn't even make sense. But when it comes to your freedom of speech and your freedom of religion, now all of a sudden that's at the leisure of whomever, you know, the Nazis of the day. No, be smart, America. Open up accounts with encrypted end-to-end encryption. Don't accept emails from people who are not on on who are not encrypted with you. Make the switch. Get off Facebook. Coalesce right now. Create some groups, some prayer groups. Get off of Facebook. Do not think that anything on Facebook or Twitter is private. It's not. You, there's no such thing as a secret chat. <laughs> that is actually false evidence appearing real. That's a lie, actually. L I E. That is just not true. That is fake news. There's nothing secret. Nothing. So shield yourself from being falsely accused. That's the best advice I can give you. I'm going to wrap this up today with this. I talked about the Providence process and procedure, and in this particular prophecy he goes into at the very closer to the tail end of it, and it's up on my Telegram. You can watch it as well as you can see my message on Telegram. He goes into the process component that there is a process working. And I'm like, yep, there it is, baby. Uh, I didn't even know what I was hashtagging about Providence process and procedure. I mean, I knew we had processes in the country. I know we have procedure in the country, right? There's still order. God is a God of order, not confusion. He is a providential God. So my hashtag was completely inspired by him, by the spirit. And at the time, I didn't even know it. Well, I mean, I knew it, but I didn't know that he was speaking to other spirit-filled, you know, prophetic voices, and I've never claimed to be a prophet. I do have dreams. I do have visions. I am a poet. And part of the prophet's um, office structure, in some regards, there are different capacities of prophet, right? But a a prophet is also someone who expresses the poetry of God, which is why I I romanticize my faith because I believe that the fact that the God of all creation would reach down to me when every other faith requires me to reach up is an act of romance and mercy, and he woos me daily. I love that with every chirp of the bird, with every new flower that emerges in my garden. With every, you know, whisper of the wind, every time the sun kisses my face, 
every time one of you send me some encouraging word or someone smiles at me at a red light or there's favor in my business dealings, in my professional life, or someone writes to me and tells me that they've given their life to Christ or, I mean, any, my daughter hugs my neck. You know, I could spontaneously bust into tears just thinking about the goodness of God. Music, beautiful music. When I sing, when I sing, I, it is a romantic moment between me and my creator. It's, yes, he's my father. Yes, he's my creator. But all of life is love. And I'm Greek, and so there's so many different variations of love. And, and we immediately, when I say romance and fathers, some of your minds go to like a really wacky place, and that's the enemy. Um, but when I say romance, I mean, he woos us through Christ. Christ is, is always wooing us. He is our bridegroom. You know, I refer to him in my book as my fiancé, and some smart but, you know, probably, who knows, a troll was like, so Monica, when did you know that you were engaged to Jesus? <laughs> people are so ridiculous. And so I just laughed. I just laugh at people like that. I'm like, okay, got myself a, a live one. And they're usually atheists and they think they're going to offend me. And I love atheists because they're easy. They're easy to love. I love agnostics. People who are into witchcraft. They do not scare me. I love them. Because our kingdom of light is bigger than the kingdom of darkness. And the only way to make that real to people is to express the light in love and truth without agreeing with the darkness. I don't have to offend someone. I don't have to get into the muck and mire with them. I don't have to become one of them. I don't have to agree with things. I just listen. And when you listen to people long enough, you hear why they believe what they believe. And usually it's because there's been some kind of fracture somewhere in their lives. There's been an offense. There's a great book called The Bait of Satan. Mm, Chew the meat, spit out the bones, but it's still a great book. And the bait of Satan is offense. There's always the bait of Satan to offend you. And we that's like low-hanging fruit for us as humans. I have, and I can tell you with certainty that anytime I've been tempted to be a, super offended by someone who I thought was on my team or, you know, whatever, if I allow that offense to take root and then it wrecks my connection to that person, Ultimately, it will cost me something that I didn't realize. If I refuse the offense and I hand it over to the Lord, I promise you, as sure as you hear the sound of my voice, it's just a matter of time before something surfaces that is such a big blessing that emerged from that relationship with that person that I couldn't have possibly seen that coming, and I would have been robbed of that. I would have allowed Satan to rob me by taking offense and rob the other person, and rob whomever else was supposed to have been blessed by our connecting. So be aware of that. Be aware of that in your daily, in your daily walks. As it pertains to what I was saying today on my Telegram post, some people believe 
that God is punishing us right now. He's allowing us to be punished. I, I've said, hey, if you got kids, do you remember just kind of letting them sit in there, especially when you're potty training, right? And my daughter knew better, right? And she was just being lazy one day or she thought she'd be cute and just kind of poop on herself anyway. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fun. How fun is it going to feel when you just kind of sit in it a little bit longer than necessary? You know, nothing abusive, nothing ridiculous, but just a little uncomfort, right? Where she just didn't, she knew, well, good God, I'm stuck in this crappy diaper. And maybe I'll take my cute little butt over to the toilet, my potty seat next time and do what mama taught me to do, right? So I just kind of let her sit in it for a minute. And I only had to do that. My daughter is a really quick study. I did that once. And I guarantee you, she took her cute little butt over to her little body seat and sat back on that sucker, and she didn't poop on herself again. I feel like the Lord is letting us sit in some things right now. Not because he's punishing us, but because he loves us. Psalms 23 tells us that it's his rod and his staff that comfort us, and they guide us, right? It never says that he beats the crap out of the sheep with the rod and the staff. We, we like to quote that, especially Southerners, girl please. My grand, my my aunt. Oh, I was raised in Germany most summers, and then or and or in addition to my dog going to Hall County, Georgia, for the summers. And the first thing we'd have to do when we got there was pick our switch. <laughs> and you know, when you're little, you don't know, and so you pick this the the little one, right, the skinny one, because you're like, well, why the heck would I pick like a giant branch, right? Like pick the skinny one. And I'm here to tell you, if you don't know this, word to the wise, the thinner, the briar uh, branch, the your switch, the worse it hurts, right? So we'd have to, we'd have to go pick that thing. And and my aunts, my uncles, my granny, papa, man, they tell you, well, the Lord says, you know, you spare the rod, you spoil, you spoil the child. And I've said that too for years, but that's not how I've come to understand that scripture. To discipline is to disciple. Most of us don't spend enough time in the world, in the word, rather, we spend plenty of time in the world. We spend limited amounts of time in the word. And because of that, we don't allow our father to disciple us. We're so busy running to church. We got to get a word. We got to get a new prophecy. We, you know, we got soothsayers all in the body of Christ, people with crystal balls. I got a word for you. I'm like, no, you don't. I got 66 books filled with words. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> so, nope. You can confirm what my father has said to me, but if if I don't have a relationship with you, you do not need to run across the church and try to give me some crystal ball word. I'm not interested. I don't need a rabbit foot. That's not the faith I subscribe to. We got a lot of that going on in the church because most people are very afraid to approach God. When it says fear the Lord, that, that means to reverence your father. And you don't think he knows how broken you are for whatever reason? You know, the atheist, the agnostic, some of you who are backslidden, your wayward children. I get it. I've been there too. He's married to the backslider, by the way. Hosea tells you that. I said that today on Telegram. I've, I've been Hosea's wife, spiritually speaking, completely hell-bent on my own will. That was fun. And he's like, my covenant of peace is a covenant. I will never break that. I'm not angry with you, Monica. You're my daughter. You're my beloved. I need you to come to me so I can hold you. 
I can instruct you. I can disciple you. I can send elders around you to instruct and to teach and and to help disciple you as well. But I am your Father, and my Holy Spirit teaches you according to my word. I will teach you. I will instruct you because I love you. So please don't be afraid of me. Please don't think you're too dirty. Please don't think you're too far gone. Please don't think your anger and wrath and all of your unbelief and all the crappy things that people have done to you, all of the lies that you've assigned to me as being an unfaithful father that you've believed of the enemy when he lies about me to you. Bring all that stuff with you. I'm bigger. I'm big enough to handle it. We got this, but I need you to come to me because I'm bigger than your sin. I'm bigger than your doubt. I'm bigger than your fears, your unbelief, any stains, any sin. I'm bigger than your generations. I'm bigger than your alcoholism, than your porn addiction, than uh, uh, anger, wrath, envy, covetous, jealousy, sloth, gluttony, avarice. I'm bigger than any of that. Whatever it is we contend with, disbelief, double-mindedness, doubt, I'm bigger. Thomas doubted. Some of y'all get stuck on what the Bible says. If you ask the father and you have any doubt, then the Bible says that he's not going to don't expect anything. Yes, it does say that. And the harmonies of the scripture, the harmony of the scripture tells you that Thomas was like, I don't believe that's Jesus. And Jesus is like, I know, I know you don't. I know it's okay. Put your fingers right here. Now put your fingers right here. That's grace. That's mercy. For Thomas's shortcoming of doubt. He has the same thing for you. And right now, as a nation, we're filled with a whole lot of doubt. So, I don't believe God is punishing us. I believe he is blessing us with with an imposed and heavenly sanctioned Time of godly delay so that his justice can be done and our minds and our hearts are jostled and they are awakened from our American Christian slumber. That's what I believe. And I believe that because it's in alignment with the harmony of the scriptures. The prophet in this video today, Hank, says the kindness of the Lord, I'm going to leave you with this, the kindness of the Lord brings people to repentance. The kind We don't like that because <laughs> we see all these freaking pedophiles, man, and I'm with you. I'm like, Father, just open up the earth and take them with you. Uh, just just get it, get it done, right? I'm praying like David. Lynn calls that some kind of prayers. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but I need to learn that phrase. But I just, I'd tell you, I'll pray like David over my enemies. I'm like, come get them, Father. They get on my nerves. And they're molesting and killing and raping our children, So, which are his children. So just get it done, Father. Whatever you open up the earth, swallow them up, whatever you got to do, right? I'm praying Old Testament style. And quite honestly, the Bible really does warn us about messing with his little babies. That's no joke. But I'm going to say something that some of you are not going to like, and it's okay. I just want you to prepare, and maybe that's what this whole show has been about. I want you to prepare 
your hearts. For some people who, if you're praying for the enemies of, of the kingdom of God, some people may actually repent. If you're praying from this sanctimonious, well, God told us to, and, you know, I'm going to pray so God's justice is done. Well, God's justice is forgiveness. God's justice is the blood of his son that covers the sins of those who profess his son as their savior with their heart, and they believe in their heart, and they profess and confess with their mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord and he died for their sins. Those who call upon me will be saved. That's something that you can that you can only, I believe, it's not for us to judge. And the Bible tells us very clearly, do not sit around and judge who goes up and who's going down. Because we don't know, and that is a sin. We don't know that. But as someone who was um, molested, as someone who has had a lot robbed of me, a lot, I prayed for those people who did that for me, and I pray I see them in heaven. I have to pray like that. Because that's my heart. It, it doesn't mean that my life has not been an uphill climb. <laughs> because it has. But it's okay. Because I can sit here on these airwaves and minister to you guys with absolute certainty that our Father's not forgotten us. He will never forsake us. He is not a liar. He does not wink at sin. He is a God of justice. He is a God of mercy and truth and grace. He is a God of holiness and righteousness. And part of that, as his children are believing along with him, that no sin is too great other than blaspheming the Holy Spirit for him to forgive. So if I can pray and I don't suffer from Stockholm Syndrome, if I can pray and believe, that people can be released from the snares of Satan. You can too. I know that may sound crazy for some of you, and that's okay. That's okay. But God's kindness brings people to repentance. And when I say repent, I mean change your mind. And that requires spending time in the Word so that your mind can be renewed by the washing of the water, the pure, clean, crisp, beautiful, holy water of the Word. That is how we are regenerated. That is how we are repaired. That is how we are reconciled. And that is how we go from glory to glory. All this other stuff is a bunch of running around, religious spirit yakking, a whole bunch of nothing. A whole bunch of American church. I don't subscribe to that, and I haven't. I subscribe to very simple, beautiful, pure, ever-growing, ever-evolving 
although rooted in a in the truth that is inerrant, I believe, and it never changes. It never changes, but it has the it is alive. It's breathing. It is a it is alive, and it has the ability to change the course of your life individually, and the course of this nation. Okay, I'm going to encourage you again. Turn off the news. Turn off anything that is going to cause you to doubt the faithfulness of your Father in heaven. The news is created for lies. They're fake because they're liars. False evidence appearing real. Turn that crap off. We got work to do. It's time to get busy. If I can help you, reach out to me. Monica at MonicaMatthews.com. I love you. Be good to your neighbor. Beginning your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. Oh, 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 oh